What about Natasha Romanoff? So are they going to explain the blonde at some point, or is that just natural hair? I assumed it was like when she went undercover or something. Yeah, because everybody's looking for a redhead Russian woman. You dye your hair blonde, nobody's looking for it. Everybody's like, Captain America, I'll just put on a fucking beard and grow your hair out just a little bit. Everybody's like, oh, that's just Scarlett Johansson. No no need to pay any attention to her. It's not like anybody in the Marvel Universe has ever seen Under the Skin. Okay, so welcome to Fresh Films. We're a podcast devoted to reviewing new movies in Evanston. I'm Marco Carlano. I'm Marcus Galliano. I'm Elliot Kronsberg. Today we're talking about the newest film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's one of the big ones. It's Avengers Infinity War. Alright, so this is the new pinnacle of big stupid comic book movies in which all the heroes you know and love come together to fight Thanos, the guy they hinted at at the end of the first Avengers. His main goal is to bring peace to the universe by eliminating half of it, thus reducing the amount of resources that people take just by existing. It's a very weird film in that it's all about utilitarianism. It's about whether the universe would be best served by killing half of all living things so that the other half could then enjoy a much higher quality of life. Or if it's better to, like, not destroy half the universe and instead try to share. And so I feel like Thanos' ultimate goal is kind of compelling because you're like, yeah... Like, I want to live a better life, but then also you realize the people who who die end up being the people you care about. It's not like when half of the Earth dies, it's going to be like four billion people that you've never met. No, it's going to be like, oh, like your mom dies, but your dad doesn't. Your dog dies, but your cat doesn't. So then that's not really a lot of fun. Though I'm interested in what uh, this motherfucker is trying to do, even if I think he's doing it the wrong way. Kind of how I feel about Killmonger. Oh my god, Thanos is a million times more compelling than Killmonger. Are you kidding me? I'm a burn it all! Of course, these movies also can't at all consider the fact that maybe he can use those powers to do something to solve overpopulation other than kill everybody. Like... Wait, wait. Corey Hamplow. Like, maybe create more resources, because it seems the, like he can do anything else. I don't, I don't think that's in his powers. He's, like, got that one thing that can, like, make illusions. I think maybe he could create more resources, but that wouldn't solve any problems, because there's a finite amount of space. You can't just, like, suddenly double the amount of food in the universe that would crash every economy in the universe. Very true. I mean, I guess also killing half the people would also wreck all the economies. So, you know, it's a double-edged sword. But in general, you can't just solve problems by creating more. Okay, so I want to get off some of the positives about this film first (laughs) off. This film has actually very good spectacle because Marvel and Disney have loads of cash and they can throw it to make some very cool space scenes. There are scenes with Thanos that look pretty great. Thor has really cool scenes in space, particularly one set piece with a sun. Also, These characters have been around for 10 years now. Everyone involved, from the director to the writers to the actors, are familiar with them, and they feel comfortable with them, and they know how to set them off against each other to create good chemistry. Uh, 
There's a scene with Thor and Star-Lord. It's really good. Iron Man and Doctor Strange play off each other pretty well. But something I really liked about this film compared to other big ensemble superhero movies, I liked that in this movie we kept the heroes fighting heroes to a minimum, of course, when people have never met each other. They're a little distrustful, and so you get a little bit of antagonism there. But generally, we're not looking at a film completely built off of superheroes fighting superheroes because frankly that's kind of stupid i would sort of hesitate to even call this a film it doesn't really go through like acts per se it's just each little segment of the avengers spread out across the galaxy or in a little place they do a little thing then it cuts to another section of the avengers doing a little thing and then eventually they all kind of coalesce to fight thanos it's so spread out that you don't really get a lot of character development for each character but i mean they've already been developed so you know who they are and you appreciate the interactions that occur the main emotional and and character crux, I guess, of the film is definitely Thanos. I'd say he's more the protagonist than anyone else, or, like, the f- main character, because he's the villain, so he's the antagonist, but his motivation and his way of thinking are understandable in the context of the movie, and you sort of relate to him in that way, and you sort of empathize with him when he goes through struggles, even though he's villainous in his actions, and I that worked for me. But it's still, like, the most comic book sort of plan for a villain to be like, I'm going to kill half of the universe's population. I grew up reading comic books. I mean, I've been reading them since I could read. And, I mean, this is Thanos's M.O., his modus operandi. It's always been he's obsessed with bringing balance to the universe. The thing that I couldn't get over was even though I've seen him a million times and I know he's a giant, ugly, purple thing, he looks like a giant buff grape and I can't get over it. I don't know why. He looks a little silly. He looks like he's halfway into turning into a raisin. But he's just like this very odd purple shade and... It's especially weird considering the fact that he's of a race that usually looks very human-like. But on a completely different note, how about that Peter Dinklage? Eh. Uh, He was my favorite. Are you serious? Yeah, like when I saw him and he's a giant dwarf, that's just like mind-blowing. I'm like, oh. No one but Marvel could could be both this obvious and this quirky in a not indie quirky way, in a corporate quirky way. So I noticed this a lot in Black Panther, and I noticed it a bit now in Infinity Ward. It's that they're not really stylistically modeled after the director's work. When Ryan Coogler, before he made Black Panther, he used a lot of like handheld and a little shaky cam, right? I guess a lot of these directors don't have much work before the Marvel. Like the Russos, they did what? Like some episodes of Arrested Development, some episodes of Community, and right, Yumi but, and Dupree? Right, but like even in like the Captain America movies, like the way they shoot action scenes, for example, it's a lot more close quarters, more martial arts based. You can see them executing every little move and it's very impressive. They found a way where it's akin to the Jason Bourne style where you can tell that they know their shit when they're fighting. And with this film, you lose a bit of the auteurism, I think, because it's just such a vast thing. 
And you replace it with a bunch of guys fighting CGI monsters. It is a Frankenstein's monster, but, like, the script is tight enough and the interaction's working well enough where I enjoy the film. My big critique of the film is that you mentioned it doesn't really feel like a film. I kind of think it feels like three or four different films that are really uh, edited together and it's kind of fighting each other for attention almost. I understand why that's there, but sometimes it feels more so that all these different aspects of the film are just like trying to get from point A to point B. And we sometimes have moments where there should be very emotionally impactful things, but they have no room to breathe because you have to advance the plot. There is a moment in the Thanos plot that should be very emotionally resonant, but I just think it got suffocated in the fact that they need to go to the next big fight scene, the next big set piece. I I can't actually think of, of a time in these Marvel movies where I've actually felt real emotions because they're just corporate monstrosities. It's like Disney manipulating our minds. I only trust 20th Century Fox a little more because I know that Disney's trying to swallow them up. When they do stuff like that, it takes the wind out of some of these scenes. It takes the wind out of their sails because they just don't have that time to land almost because you have to go from what happens with Thanos to... Oh, look, Spider-Man and Iron Man are fighting in a spaceship. You want to move on to the ending of this film? It's bullshit. It's all bullshit. I mean, do we really need to talk about the ending? Can we just leave it at it's bullshit? In the context of the film, it's very effective, but... I think the ending loses a lot of power because of how much Marvel has been planning so much for the future that there's stuff that happens there that you know is going to be so easily retconned because the machine of Marvel won't let those changes hold. So, how about those final thoughts, guys? What do you think, Marcus? Well, if you like these Marvel movies, you'll enjoy this. If you don't, and you think it's the death of cinema, you'll hate this one even more, so don't watch it. But I had fun with it. It's an enjoyable time at the movies. If you like these movies, you'll like this one. What about you, Marco? So, I was always afraid that there'd be the one Marvel movie where I would just be out of link with everyone else and just think, this is pretty meh, I don't get it anymore. I think that this is getting pretty close to being that for me. I think it focuses on all the stuff about the Marvel Cinematic Universe that I don't particularly care about. I don't care about all the Infinity Stones. I don't care about the big overarching plot. I don't care about the action scenes. I never watch these films for the action scenes. I watch them more for all the fun characters, if there's some cool effects. I like that a lot of the times. This film feels pretty overstuffed, and I enjoy parts of it, but it kind of collapses under the weight of all that it has, and I think that it's ending is undercut by the fact that we know it's going to get reversed pretty easily for the sake of marketing. But if you're a fan, I'm sure there's a lot about it that you will love. If you're still on the Marvel hype train, I'm sure you love this too. Elliot, what did you think? So I was not really in the mood 
for this film. I've watched all the Marvel films. I've watched probably like any comic book movie that's come out in the past 30 years. But there are just so many characters and... I knew the direction it was going before I stepped into the theater. I mean, I I had a fine time. It's another Avengers movie. The Russos clearly have this down to, like, a science. My brother saw the film, and I think he's probably more representative of Marvel's target demographic. So let me just say, if you are an 18-year-old boy who grew up reading Marvel comics, watched the TV shows own several superhero t-shirts you will probably enjoy this film and i gotta say a lot of the film i enjoyed as a 21 year old who fits all of that description i'm not gonna say don't see this film because you've already seen it instead i'm just gonna say there are some things i liked all those great cameos peter dinklage carrie coon it's Nice to see everybody together in one film. Just had to buy one ticket and I get both the Guardians of the Galaxy and the Avengers. It's a giant movie. Marvel probably paid quite a large fortune to make it. And they're probably going to make several times that. But anyway, good film. Not great. Go ahead and see it because I know you're going to see it anyway. So this has been Fresh Films from NBN Audio. You can catch us online in the audio section of North by Northwestern, or you can find us on Apple Podcasts. If you want, subscribe. If not, that's okay too. I'm Elliot Kronsberg. I'm Marcus Galliano. And I'm Marco Haralano. See ya. See ya.